And welcome back to issue 28 of TLDR. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. With me, as always, is the Woodward to my Bernstein. He is my quarterback. Fryer, my guy. How's it going? Your quarterback, who you were MFing the other night when you lost. Oh, you were fumbling like a son of a bitch. Well, you know, I've watched you enough to know that I catch a lot of heat, and I don't think it's justified, to be honest. it's it's. <laughs> I think it's more of a you problem, Joe, and no one else is going to say it but me because I'm oh, your quarterback. No, no, everyone says it. I know it. It's a me problem. But you were you were fumbling a little, a little too cavalier with the ball last night. I don't – well, if you want to put it – I don't I don't agree with you. Like, there's no two ways about it. I'm not, I'm not – I don't agree with you. But that's fine. We're not here to talk about your stupid Madden League with Billy and, and all that stuff, which I, I don't appreciate you wearing. I didn't know you guys had um, – I heard it both ways merch over on T Public. I don't appreciate you wearing that instead of the stuff that we have. So that's another issue. But again, you know, topic for another day. We're, we're, we're supposed to pretend like we're friends on this show, I guess. So <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, we got a lot you, – last week when we did our – what was it? Our seventh tie-in for DC Future State. It was yeah. kind of um, also a mix because we had some image news that we had to get to. Yeah. And I figure, you know, Joe hasn't read a ton of Spawn stuff. And I love Spawn. And I, always, I don't know if I'm going to talk about him on the show. Well, I'll tell you guys right now. You see it in the headline. If you're listening on the audio version, you see it on the stream – talking about it today and we're going all image comics this episode which we're very excited about and we'll actually lead into if we have another Friarside chat next week it may be image comics related but that's another story for another day joe uh did you catch up on anything that hasn't come out this week that came out last or weeks prior so yeah it's been a lot of reading and uh, i was able to hit uh hub comics uh over in somerville over on the weekend and so I was able to, yeah well you know you know, I try to get there about once a month. This was a little bit longer, but um, so I was able to catch up on uh, Daredevil, uh, the last two issues of Daredevil. So those Daredevil. are. Uh, Have you? I know you read that. Why haven't we talked about it on the show yet? I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, it's got some buzz though. It's got hmm. some buzz, but right, uh, yeah. yeah, King and Black tie-in uh, with that, and uh, you know, I will say that the issues were good. You know, uh, I just wish that. King and Black didn't have its reach in this particular book because what Zdarsky and, and, and all of them are doing with, with Daredevil has been great. And so the it feels forced to have the King and Black aspect uh, tied into it because uh, it's only going to be – it's a very short-lived thing. And it's not like a direct tie-in. So it feels a little bit like – it feels very forced. But that's not to say the books weren't good. They were, they were enjoyable books. So I read those. And uh, I didn't get a chance to read King in Black, the main line, uh, last week. Oh, I'm ahead that. of you on this. Well, I read it. I've read it. I'm up. Oh. I'm caught up. Uh, so wait a minute. So it's, the fourth issue is out, right? That's what yeah, came yeah. out. That was the latest one that came out. So you have read it, or you haven't read it? I didn't read it at the start of the show last week, uh, but I've okay. read it since then. And uh, I mean that that oh, oh that I mean they just each issue is just a it's just a fucking humdinger. Yeah, I'm I'm actually all caught up on that as well, which yeah. I was pretty uh, pretty pumped about. But also, you brought up the um, the the Daredevil tie-in for King of Black, the Deadpool tie-in for it, which I don't think I read it last week. I think it was the week before because I was not this behind on this book. This was um, it only ended up being a ten issue run for Kelly Thompson on Deadpool, which I was a little bit surprised by. I I wouldn't say it was necessarily my it wasn't necessarily my favorite, but it was it was fun. It was a solid ride. I mean, she was just getting started, and I mean, I like the inclusion of Elsa Bloodstone. You're dealing with a lot of different monster characters, and kind of goes along with the story and everything. Um, and I believe Gerardo Sandoval drew the majority of the series, if not all of it. But 
Um, I was bummed to see this one come to an end already. I like Kelly Thompson. We've talked about um, when I did the Gambit issue for TLDR. I cannot remember for life what number it was, but I was considering talking Gambit and Rogue or yep. Mr. and Mrs. X, which she wrote both of those, of course, Gambit and Rogue stories. And I, I think she's uh, very talented and does a great job. But was there anything else that you've, you've caught up on before I get into the other ones that I have? Uh, no, just those two. I haven't, you know, I, I, I had to reread the book that I'm doing today because there's a lot in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a lot of other stuff that came out. So just trying to catch up on everything. I uh, had some reviews for Geeks Worldwide to do Future State stuff. So That's right. Uh, plus so much stuff. Image dropped so many books this week. Yeah, they are. They, yeah, and, and yeah. that's the other thing too with Spawn, right? It's the Spawn Compendium, right? Yeah. Is that this week? We'll get into that into what, and yeah. what's new. But uh, some things that I had to catch up on, Star Wars High Republic, which has been a fun read. I mean, it's not like uh, it's not going to knock your socks off or anything, but I've enjoyed it. I'm going to keep going with it. I think there it has potential, and that's the most important thing. Um, this one, I was I was like, I need to try this Black Knight tie-in for King and Black. I, I think it's just one issue. There's not a ton of Black Knight stuff. Like I don't think there's anything ongoing. We're going to get some stuff from actually Cy Spurrier, which I'm very excited about. Um, and I believe I actually remember his name for once. I even pulled it up this time to me. Yeah, I, I got it right this time. Not Cy Spencer, Cy Spurrier. I always <laughs> do that. I do not know why. But anyways, um, the SS. But anyways, um, this was actually pretty good. I know nothing about the Black Knight character, and I'm assuming you know nothing about him either, right, Doc? Zero. Zero. Yeah. So I, I'll tell you what. I feel like I want to read the Spurrier story that he ends up doing with this character, and, and I'll report back on it. If it's good, I'll do a full episode on it. If not, I will. Uh, if I don't like it, I'll let you guys know. But this character could add some interesting wrinkles. Not so much because of his strength and his abilities. I mean, sure that that will he'll bring something to the table if he's included in um, in the MCU like we're expecting him to be. But more so, his personality is. Uh, some stuff that we think we've seen done with Thor is I, is kind of done with this character. I mean, at least it's touched on in here. And I think if you don't know the character like me, this this one-off gives you a good idea of what the Black Knight is like. So um, I know it's a little bit behind. I don't know if it was if it came out the same week as TLDR twenty seven or twenty six. I feel like it was twenty seven, but uh, but definitely if you want to learn a little more about the character and just one quick one quick issue, there's that. King and Black, we already talked about. The big one that came out last week for me was X-Men Legends, which the second I saw this one, I, I was like, dibs. Because I, I, yeah. like, I, I imagined that we'll want to do something on this, and I was right. This yeah. was um, – nice. I can't talk about what happened in this page, but Doc, I would start picking them up now um, unless you want to wait for the trade later on because this is definitely going to be a good story. And uh, I don't know how long it's going to be if it's just six issues straight up, but – I'll probably waste no time and talk about it when the six issues are done here. But um, pretty prominent on the cover are Cyclops and uh, and Havoc. Yeah, it's going to be a lot about them. It looks like so, and it, nice. I, I'm I'm very much excited for that. And then I finally caught up on the Witcher Fading Memories too. Uh-huh. Um, up to the third issue, we'll talk about this more when the for- when the fourth issue uh, comes out. So we'll make good. sure that that week that that comes out, Doc and I will do the three Joker's treatment where we talk about it. Uh, a spoiler filled yeah. at the end of the episode and then wolverine black white and blood anthology series it's uh each issue has three mini stories in it i recommend it to if you like wolverine and you like reading comics i recommend this to you like you, you don't and you don't, and guess what if you can't find the first issue but you can only find the second and third or you can only find the third get it it doesn't matter you don't need any of the other issues to be able to read this uh, to read any single story you just need to know the character which you know if you like Wolfrey you have a general idea of his shit and it's 
very much worth your time. So that's that's one of the awesome. I think any and if you're just trying to get back into comics, that is a great way to do it. They've done an awesome job with it. I don't know if I've like every Wolverine story, but at least two out of three every issue has been very good. That's worth so, the price of admission. You know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Especially when they're all when they're all shorter. But anyways, let's get into uh, what's new this week, Doc. And where do we want to start today? Why don't we you know, pick up where we left off with Marvel? So for them, I mean, there's only the only one that I care about right now that I'm reading from them this week is U.S. Agent Three. So. I haven't. I, that's been a solid series so far. As we're getting to the Falcon Winter Soldier story, it's not going to have the first arc done by the time the show starts on on Disney Plus. So I won't be able to do that full issue. But I think in the course of things, it should wrap up in the course of the show. Maybe maybe shortly after. But I'll probably talk about it after the first arc because I've really liked it. DC. Um, I know you were you reviewed two books for DC this week. I did. I reviewed uh, Dark Detective. I'm going to hold this up here if I can get the, the glare. It's all there. We go. Oh, oh, you went work with the variant cover. Oh yeah, I, I generally do go with the variant covers. Um, so I um, I, I reviewed Dark Detective number four, uh, which came to a conclusion. Uh, that's over on Geeks Worldwide. Awesome, absolutely awesome. I mean this this book has been my favorite um, of the Future State books, and it had a really I don't want to say satisfying conclu- uh, conclusion, um, but it wrapped up wonderfully, like pr- like the way you would expect it to wrap up if you've been reading it all along. So that was a really great book. And then non-future state, uh, Harley Quinn, uh, Batman, colon, White Knight Presents, colon, Harley Quinn, number five. Uh, also reviewed that for Geeks Worldwide. Um, and with only one issue left in this series, man, like I've said it every with every book. It just gets better and better with each issue. And this was probably the most emotional issue that, you know, uh, we've had so far. And it's just, it's a gut punch. You know, mm-hmm. something happens at the end and you're, and it just, the domino, the, 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 the dominoes that are now just scattered in all directions because of what happened. Uh, it's just going to set up for what's going to be just a, a fucking phenomenal final issue uh, to this Black Label series. So I can't wait for that. And I am all caught up on that as well. And I did read your review on uh, Geeks Worldwide. You did a great job with it. I think uh, I think this is something too where we kind of have to give it three Joker's treatment at the end because we've been reading it, reading it each step of the way. And of course, we talked to Katana Collins a we little might, yeah. while back. Well, either right after the series started, like right around the second issue, I think was yeah. when we talked to her. Yeah. But the second issue had just dropped, I think, when we talked to her. Of course, you can hear that on the audio channel and uh, and over on Geeks Worldwide Radio, um, but. I know this week I'm reading Suicide Squad issue two uh, from Future State. Then I got the the House of L. I believe that the it's a one on one, right? There's not a second yeah. or third issue for okay. And then uh, Superman Imperious Lex issue two, which is uh, not the final issue, even though the event's coming to an end. But we've seen that Future State is going to extend beyond this what one in a like was it six week period of the events because we're going to get that red hood story later on. And I'm sure we'll get others as well because uh, there were some books that were great. And, and there, there are going to be other, uh, we know we're getting more um, from the next Batman. We're getting more from uh, Yara floor, wonder woman. And um, Oh my God, who is the other wonder woman? I'm blanking on her name. She was in the immortal wonder woman book. Uh, I can't, it begins with an N and I can't remember her name. I've got uh, a feeling all these books are getting extended beyond uh, beyond future state. And so, we'll, I mean, I've got some thoughts about that, which we'll talk a little bit more about on Friday. Uh, and then next week when we have our uh, full blown future state event um, yeah. you know, uh, episode, but 
Um, I saw that Swamp Thing, Rom V, is continuing Swamp Thing, you mm -hmm. know, past future states. So, yeah. you know, I got some thoughts on this, and we'll talk about, you know, how we feel on the event as a whole. But um, we got a lot of ground to cover in that event, yeah. as much as we've done the, the tie in so far. And of course, yeah. you guys can only see the tie ins on the Dorkshire Gooniverse Facebook page or over on Twitter or Doc's Twitch stream. By the way, it was Nubia. I was thinking of the, that Wonder Woman, who's uh, going by a different name, I imagine, going forward based on what yeah. happened in the last issue of the Immortal Wonder Woman. But uh, I have not read those yet. I'll have them read by the time we do our tie-in event. Uh, our tie-in, uh, was that Friday? So that's the eighth one of those. And um, I don't think there's anything else for DC, right, this week that we're – yeah, it's all pretty much future state stuff. Yep, Maybe yep. Batman, Superman, number two. Aquaman, number two. Legion of Heroes, super. Uh, Legion of Superheroes, number two. All of those I'll discuss on Friday. Haven't mm -hmm. read them yet. Um, looking forward to at least two out of those three. So, isn't there a um? What was the other thing too? You mentioned to me that you went when you picked up your um when you picked up some stuff at the shop today. Isn't there a, a was Batman Black and White? Is that out this week? Yeah, yeah, they had it up. Uh, it was in the new release section, uh, and there were some awesome covers. I have not read any Batman, um, black and white, mm -hmm. uh, so I don't know, you know, much about it. But the the covers were dope. They mm -hmm. had some really great artwork on uh, some of those covers. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I, I haven't gone with it either. Maybe one of us will circle back on it at yeah. some point down the line. But we just there was we were really all in on the future state, so we didn't yeah. devote any time to it. Uh, moving over to boom. I think they have a first issue out this week, don't they? They do. Faith number one. Um, I haven't read it. Uh, this is a, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, tie-in. Mm -hmm. um, and I know there's some big Buffy fans out there. My, my wife's a huge Buffy fan. I never really got – I've been trying to get into Buffy, watching it over there. Uh, so I haven't read it. I'm sure I will at some point. Um, but that came out. There was another Firefly issue. I don't know that, that came out as well. Uh, but something is killing the children. Number fifteen came out. I haven't had a chance to read this one yet, uh, but I am fucking pumped because issue fourteen left off with it was it was just a banger of an issue. So this one is is you know sort of taking it to the next level. So I can't wait for that. And actually, I, I just remembered that who was it was Corey Pruitt that we were talking to that yep. also liked something is killing. Yep. I was thinking that it was Dave Duanch and Brock McKinney who we forgot to mention that at you know, the top of the show. Yeah. Another Friar side chat. Make sure you guys go listen to that. We we're talking about their Dark Horse book, Jenny Zero, which Doc and I got to look at their first issue. And we talked about a bunch of other stuff as well. But uh, but I would go listen to that because the book's coming. The first issue comes out, what, April? I so believe so, yeah. Give you an idea of who what these guys are all about. Maybe go pick up their book when uh, when it comes out. Doc and I will be reading it every step of the way for sure. Maybe we'll struggle back with them later on. Uh, over IDW, what's – okay, I'm confused with what's going on with Usagi Ujimbo. Like They have the, the one that you've been reviewing. Yeah. What's the shit that – okay, this is – oh, this is an old story that's being reprinted in uh, – In color, color, yeah. So, you know, they've done this. They've done color classics. Uh, which was seven issues. And so, you know, what Stan Sakai does throughout, you know, he'll have these two, three story arcs, four story arcs. Um, but even though they're like two, three issues, you know, he might write 16 issues and they're all kind of a similar story, but they're focused on very specific things. Uh, so the color classics was seven books and it, it, it kind of, followed a, a certain period in Yusagi Ojimbo's, you know, time. And then Wanderer's Road is very similar. So they've taken some some old because Yusagi Ojimbo's only been in black and white up until recently. So they 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 took another like small arc 
that was black and white and colorized it and it's if titled it Wanderer's Road. And issue four came out uh, this week, came out today, and I believe that one's only going to be six or seven issues as well. Um, so they're not like going to be this continuous thing where they're just put pr- printing all of the old stuff that was in black and white and color there. They're, they're taking certain little storylines and, uh, and and colorizing them and sort of bringing them back to the forefront. Okay. Now, uh, we brought up Dark Horse before, of course, with uh, Dave and Brock. Crimson Flower issue two is out this week. Why do I feel like – I mean, you've been reading this, but I, I, I feel like I remember you bringing this title up, but I don't remember at all what it was about. Yeah, it's uh... – it's it's an interesting book, and I don't want to say too much. I don't want you know spoil too much. You know, I have, I have a history with that. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I think some people want you to think you have a history with that, myself included. But really, in the grand scheme of things, Doc, no, I don't think you no, have that much it, history with it. No, but it's a good book, you know, and and been been reading more dark horse stuff, you know, uh, lately, and that's just it's weird how that happens. Where you'll go, you you'll go through these lulls where you don't, you know you don't read certain companies, certain studios, and all of a sudden it's one book and you start reading that, you like it, and all of a sudden they just, they go through these cycles where, where they're releasing really good stuff and and Dark Horse is uh, on a bit of a heater. On a mm-hmm. bit of a heater lately. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously we like uh, Witcher Fading Memories quite a bit. That, that's been, I mean, that's been fantastic, and I can't wait to talk about that one. In Crimson uh, Flower, based on, based on the first two issues, you think there's a decent chance you'll talk about it on the show? Possibly, possibly. We'll see. Okay. I got to read a couple more issues, but I mean, that's I've I've already got a whole bunch that I, I I've got queued up. So mm-hmm. you know, we'll, 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 yeah, we'll see where it goes. We have no shortage of uh, of things to talk about on here for sure. Some there, it's funny. There are times where like I don't know what I'm going to talk about, and then it's like, oh, you just thought of five things off the top of your yeah. head. It's just it, you get so overwhelmed because we have so many different things and we forget too. Like, what have you read? What have I not read? You know, like yeah, that- and, you, and you get recency bias, and then you forget like books that came out like a month ago that you're like, oh, I, I got that wrapped up. I got to talk about that, and but then you you've read you know eight or ten titles in between, just like oh shit, and you, it's easy to forget. Yeah, it, yeah, it really is. Uh, speaking of having a ton of stuff to read, image. There is so, like you said, they dropped so much this week. And actually, one little side note before we uh, list off the things that they are reading that that they dropped that you're reading specifically. Um, you talked about Philadelphia on the show a while back, yeah. And uh, Lady Friend was over this this past weekend, and I have Philadelphia out. I, I think I told you, but I, I I never talked about it in one of our trades. But of course, Joe talked about it first. I haven't gone back and circled back on it yet, but I plan on reading it in the near future. And she was skimming through it as I was working on something. And she was like, I want to read this when you're done. So uh, she's, she's read Sarah so far. She's yeah. a big reader, but not comics and stuff, but she, I didn't even need to tell her anything about it. You know, you, but you, I said, Joe recommended it on the show and she looked, looked it over. She's like, Oh, this is good. So yeah. well done, Joe, for those, for those wondering, that's a non-comic book reader who's uh, pre, you know, already ready to go on now. But what else, came, what came out from image this week? So this one I'm dying to read. I can't wait. Crossover. Oh, again, it's gonna for those. Oh, home, the green screen. Jeez. The green screen. But I yeah. got a nice, a nice variant cover here for uh, for crossover. Uh, uh, what, no, number four. Okay, it seems like uh, there was a little bit of a delay uh, with this one coming out um, because I feel like issue three came out a long time ago, but maybe maybe it hasn't. Uh, but that's that's been absolutely tremendous series. I can't wait to read that one. Um, Ice Cream Man number twenty three came out. This I've I've been enjoying reading this. Uh, again, just I don't know why I read it, why I torture myself, but I do. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Uh, Scumbag number five, which we've talked about. I haven't read it yet, but I have been um, – we've been getting the review copies, so I have been putting those aside. Mm-hmm. So I may, now that five issues is out, I may try and rip through those at some point and, and see if maybe that's a book that I'll talk about at some point because it does look interesting. And it's I've heard a lot of really good things about it. Um, Nailbiter Returns number 10 came out. That's been great. I've talked about that on TLDR. Mm-hmm. Um, Two Moons number one came out. So – I always try and get in a habit now of just, you know, getting my hands on as many number ones as possible. So this one looked interesting. Mm-hmm. Haven't read it yet, um, but looking forward to, uh, you know, giving it a go. Um, Post Americana, this is another one where I've just been sort of taking the issues, putting them aside because I do plan on reading this one. Mm-hmm. Um, looks interesting. Again, it's, it's gotten some pretty good buzz. Um, so for people that have been reading that, that came out today. Um, and then. <sighs> <laughs> so yeah so we talked briefly on friday on the tie-in about some big news that image dropped and it's regarding spawn big news huge news i mean our guy my guy sean lewis oh oh, oh now you're claiming for yourself no fair enough you <laughs> <him for> <laughs> that was your idea i should say yeah I right. him, but yeah well yeah you you, you 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 slid in there faster than i could anyways oh, no. um <laughs> He's been uh, he's been given the uh, you know the keys uh, to the kingdom so to speak, and he's going to be writing Spawn along with you know Donny Cates and 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 so many other you know that they're creating a huge Spawn verse here, and it's mm-hmm. going to be fucking tremendous. And so I remember when Spawn came out, I think I was in middle school uh, when Todd McFarlane, I mean, really kind of hit it big with Spawn with his toys. Uh, you know, the oh. movie came out right. And so I remember I probably I was telling Nick before we came on, I probably had bought Spawn One. And it's, this it was soul crushing hearing this. And the fact that I can't find it, I mean, this this is I mean, you 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 you're a fucking dipshit at 12, 13, 14, however you are. So if I had still had that, Ooh. man, holy smokes. But I, I never really got into Spawn. I remember like because this the look of Spawn oh, is fucking awesome. I mean, out of all the characters, he is one of the most iconic. We may have to do an episode on that at some point. I know it's kind of more of a visual thing, but we yeah. can still go through. People know, like yeah. most badass, like best looking comic book characters at some yeah. point. Yeah, like ten. We best. can maybe have a guest or two on for that. It'd be fun. Yeah, because I mean, Spawn, dude. I mean, oh god, I mean, he's, about- he's he's got to be up there, if not possibly a Mount Rushmore, because he's so distinct and he's so badass. And I mean, McFarlane. That dude can draw, right? And so, mm-hmm. like, but I've I've never really read Spawn, and so now with the with the Sean Lewis news, you know, I'm definitely jumping on. You know, I'm reading the Sean Lewis stuff right from the get go. I'm gonna read the Donny Kate stuff from you know from the get go. And so this week, uh, Spawn three fifteen came out, and you know what? Now's as good as time as any, right? For those Ooh. watching. Oh, I picked yeah. up the McFarlane um, Capullo uh, variant cover, black and white, just fucking badass. So I, I can't Ugh. wait to read that. And then uh, a sp- like, it's like a thousand pages, a Spawn Compendium, Volume One came out. Yes, which it uh, uh, you that's know. fifty issues for those who want to catch yeah. up on Spawn big time. And look, well, well I'm going to talk about it a lot more, try and help you guys figure out what to do if you want to get on the Spawns universe. Um, because uh, there's a lot, there's a yeah. freaking lot there, but, um, but yeah, anyways, yeah, that's, that's huge. And then there was, um, another trade 
that came out this week, a book that you've been talking about for a while. You've said that Keith would be interested in it for sure. I'm sure based on the way you've talked about it, Wes would be very interested if he wanted to pick up comics. Oh, too. yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, if there was a book, you know, if, if there was ever a book that I would flat out just like, you know, Keith, you have to read this book. And and knowing that Wes is a bit of a oh, same thing to Wes. It's Department of Truth. So Department of Truth, Volume 1, uh, came out this week, uh, as well as uh, Issue 6. And so this was written by uh, James Tynan, my guy, you know, one of my Mount Rushmore writers. And you For know sure. what? It's going to be the book that I'm talking about today. Um, Ooh, so look at that. Look at that. We call, we call that a, a segue, right? Sure. Uh, yes. And we also like to announce <laughs> that we've made a segue. Just like everybody else in the DSC does. Hey, I made an awesome segue. We're going to point it out after I just did it. But yes, yes. Yeah, by all means, Doc. It's, yeah, a time, I've been waiting for this. Like, as much as we may need to find out a better system for this somewhere down the line, because as much as we'd like to talk about books that, you know, Doc has read that I haven't read, but generally it's because I didn't give it a chance. This is a book that when Doc talked to me about it, I think at first I might have been hesitant, but he told me a little bit before he'd even read it. And obviously Tynan, we know, is a good writer. I like I've been holding off this whole time. So I definitely I crossover is a similar issue too. Where yeah. it's like I, I I haven't read anything of it yet, but I will absolutely read it after you do an episode on it. So um, but anyway, so let's let's talk about Department of Truth. Tell me more about it. So Department of Truth written by uh, James uh, Tynan, uh, artist. So uh, getting the art for a second. Artist is uh, Martin Simmons. He did issues one through five. Uh, however, issue six, which came out today, was done by Elsa uh, Chartier. And uh, colors, uh, Matt Hollingsworth, just for issue six. Mm. I'm assuming prior to that, it was Martin Simmons. Uh, letterer was Adida. A uh, letterer is Adida uh, Bidikar. And so, when I when I cracked open, you know, issue six, because I didn't necessarily, you know, you. Oh, I, I generally always assume that the writer or the artist are always the same until I actually open up the book and I see that something's different, and the art was a complete 180 from what the first five issues were. And so I tried to do some digging online. And so looking ahead, I went to Comixology looking, because I couldn't find any news on it. Looking ahead, looks like issue seven will be done by a different artist. And then issue eight comes back to Martin Simmons. So I'm assuming, you know, that the, you know, the storytelling, you know, they wanted to sort of pull it back because it's uh, sort of like some, um, Time jumping, story wise, mm -hmm. and so they oh, want to yeah. kind of give it like some some different feels, maybe for like the, I like you know, that. So, so at first, like, oh no, is this going to be the art going forward? Not that it was bad, but uh, so you what I, you I, like. I slew it up. Yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I slew thing out because you know I I I I am a creature of habit, <laughs> and not not one for change. Right. Um. But uh, as I said, it's six issues so far with the with the first trade page. So I know Keith likes to not get the floppies he likes to get the trades so i would mm -hmm. highly recommend uh you know keep if you're if you're listening or watching pick up issue uh pick up that first trade um because after listening you're gonna, you're gonna love it um but it's it's uh, it's a conspiracy political thriller with with horror elements and you get those horror elements mostly through the art the art in this you know martin simmons art especially in the first five issues it's hard to describe. It's sort of like watercolor, you know, like, but you know, with a lot of sketchiness to it. And you know, the the, the way he, it's even the way like he draws like the, you know, the, you know, the 
the bubbles, right? When 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 people are talking, yeah, it almost looks like a child is drawing, right? Because it's just real huh. kind of sketchy, but it fits. It okay. fits. I don't say that as like, oh, uh, you know. Sorry, trying to share stuff over on. Uh, oh, on like, yes. Okay. Go ahead. You're fine. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you're good. I'm listening. And, I'm trying. To, I'm just trying to make sure that everybody everywhere is watching the stream if they can. That's all. And I press the bad, but, wrong button. <laughs> it's unique, right? Mm -hmm. And and it, and it's a, it's as big as the art is as big a character of the story as the actual characters in the writing itself. So. You know, Martin Simmons, it's it's unlike anything I've really ever seen, you know, before. And uh it's it's jarring at times. Uh, and that, that's why I said horror, right? Because it it it, it kind of gives that element to it. So um but this at its heart is a story about conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. And it, you know, it, it it makes politics, it's very topical, especially what we've been going through the past, you know, four to six years. Um, and you know, all those crazy conspiracies, you know, the shit you see on Facebook, the memes and all that stuff. I mean, this is, this is a book that goes right to the heart of that. Um, and so the first book starts off with the granddaddy of conspiracies and that's the JFK assassination. That's yeah. why it was on Boom. the cover, of course, at first, right? That was the right. very, very yeah. first cover. Very first cover. It's JFK with, uh, X's on his eyes. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, so it gets into that, and it gets into the Lee Harvey Oswald stuff, and and then from there, uh, it brings you to you know the present day where we get introduced really to the main character. There's a couple of you know characters that are that are important, but but Cole is sort of your main you know protagonist. And where do they bring in Magneto in all this? Does that well, you know, for the JFK assassination. Well, he, he he comes in in issue two. Nick, I don't want to fucking spoil things, you know, for fuck's I, sake. You know, I'm bad. trying really hard here. <sighs> sorry. You know? Okay. Yes, I didn't know. Just so everybody knows, I haven't read it yet, so I, I I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but it brings us to present day, and it's funny because you know the artists. It's not the same artist that Tynan has on something is killing the children. Completely different. But there's a character named. Uh, I, I believe his name is James and something kill is killing the children, the main sort of kid that's still alive. And he looks awfully similar to Cole in this book. And I don't know if it's just like Tynan saying like, I kind of want him to look like this, but it just looks like an adult version. And maybe it's just because both the characters have like glasses and, and, and they, but they kind of look similar. So I don't know. It's, it's not relevant to anything. I just wanted to point that out. It might be relevant. Um, but Cole is an FBI, uh, He's technically an FBI agent, but he's an instructor, and his job uh, is to, he teaches classes uh, focusing on uh, right-wing conspiracies and uh, specifically memes. So a lot of this QAnon, you know, you know that that's in the news, you know. Okay. Uh, so like breaking the breaking them down, talking about them, what their implications and things like that. Uh, but he also kind of believes in conspiracy theories. And one of the conspiracy theories that, you know, he believes in is uh, Kyrie's favorite conspiracy. Your guy, Kyrie. That, that the world is flat? That the earth is flat. And so we see him at this convention. Uh, and because Wait a minute. Because I, I, I was under the impression that Kyrie said years later that it, like, it was just a joke. And that's fine if it wasn't actually a joke and he can't admit that he's he was an idiot and didn't look into things. But there are actually people out there that think that this is that the earth is flat. Yes. The same people that believe dinosaurs, you know, never existed. And, and, and 
Yeah, and and and, and don't let Kyrie kid you. He hundred percent believes that he's. Uh, don't get me. This well, is I mean, not, it's not the play for Kyrie. Well, I mean, it's fine if he did, if he didn't believe it anymore. <laughs> I mean, people change their mind. They learn. They educate themselves. They actually yeah. read stuff, you know. But uh, wow, I didn't know yeah. that was like an actual thing. Besides him. Oh yeah, no, no, it's a no, it's a big thing. It's a big thing out there. And so, so, anyways, he's at this conference. He gets approached by these shadowy figures. Sort of remind me uh, if you're familiar, you know, with you know. Uh, who the Koch brothers are and, and their influence and, you know, uh, politics and things like that. And so uh, they, they go to take him to, uh, you know, to show him, to show him we're, we're, we're going, uh, we're going to show you that the earth is flat. We're going to take you to the edge of the world. Oh, right? and then we get introduced to our next set of characters, uh, which is really the department of truth. And so while he lands at his destination, he gets, you know, he gets kidnapped by, you know, by people who you don't know. And, and you find out that it's, you know, the Department of Truth. It's sort of the shadow organization within the government whose sole job are to keep conspiracies, uh, conspiracies. And so they, they kidnap him and they, they want to know, what did you see? You know, tell us everything. And, and Cole just thinks this whole time, because he's, you know, the character that he is, he's this sort of skittish, nervous uh, kind of you know meek you know individual and the whole time it's a it's a running gag throughout the entire series so far it's like i know you guys are going to kill me are you going to mm. kill me now is this when you kill me right I, I've, I've read enough books i know this is when you know uh you're going to kill me the department of truth sort of has that i don't know if you watched x files that cigarette smoking man vibe mm. to it you know okay which is awesome which i love and so this whole time while they're sort of you know, interrogate him about he what he saw. What it really is, it's a recruitment effort. And so, the Department of Truth, after they're done with this, this is all within the first book, and it, it's not it's not spoiling anything. Away. They I'm not him. questioning whether it's spoiling. I'm just My saying God, it. You know, it's in the back of your head all the fucking time now. It's, My it's God, got, it's got it's got permanent residence up there. Uh, uh, they that... recruit him from the from the FBI. Um, you know, into into the Department of Truth, and that's that's where the story then, you know, in the series really goes from there. Is that now he's involved in all these conspiracies and where they lead, and you know, covering up any loose ends, and it, it, it covers. I mean, they talk about all of them. The moon landing, right, uh, is very prominent in this first issue, which yeah, I know Keith is sense. a big fan of. Yeah, it's a good um, one. It is a good one. Like, I, I don't like. I, there are some conspiracies to me that just seem outrageous, but there are some where it's like, yeah, they, I can see why people believe that, and they might actually be right. And the moon one is one that I'm, I, I very much understand. And they dive into it, man, and it has me believing, right? Oh, maybe, maybe Kubrick did stage it, you know. But it, it's it's just fascinating because you know with all the these... Earth one's ridiculous, though. I mean, people yeah. legitimately like take planes around the planet. How the fu unless there's like yeah. a time warp or something like that that brings you back. I mean, is that what it is? Yeah, <laughs> it's, how, I, I know, I know. That one, it's stupid. Like, how do you get from China to like America then? And in, in, in America, I don't. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Where's the end? Where's the end? Yeah, right. Well, that's what that that's what he was going to see. Right. And then before, you know, he kind of and then he gets he gets yanked. So, you know, what the what the series is, you know, and it's there, there's a lot more to it than just like, you know, sort of investigating or exploring, you know, old, you know, conspiracies. But that's sort of what that's just a quick premise of what the Department of Truth does. But there's other all there's other also other elements at play here. There's this organization called Black Hat. Uh, which appears to be the main antagonist. They appear to be the one 
that are pulling, you know, all the strings. And one of the things that's fascinating is as you start reading this, you know, the, the series, you learn more about Cole and, and, and who he is in his background. And apparently when he was a kid, uh, there was, you know, in the eighties, there was this, uh, this thing with satanic cults uh, targeting children. And Cole was one of those children. And so there's this, there's this presence of this character known as the star-faced man that has continually haunt, has continued to haunt um, Cole, but even more so now that he's in the Department of Truth because he feels like this is the place now he can actually get answers. And you know maybe that's why he got into the FBI in the first place. And and there's just this woman in the red dress that pops up just sort of sparingly here and there throughout the story. And and what's her role in it? So it, there's a lot going on you know, with this story. Um, mm -hmm. And it, at first they all seem random. Um, but, you know, as the first arc ends, you, you start to see how all the puzzles, you know, come together. And that fifth issue, uh, the one that ends the, the first uh, trade, it just like, cause you're reading it and it's like, okay. And then it's like, Oh, really? What? Oh, you know, cause you, you see like, you talk about like the butterfly. So it's, not an it's not an anthology series. No, not at all. Not at oh. all. At all. Cause that's the feeling I got at first because when yeah. you read the second issue, you know, it's talking about a certain conspiracy. And then I've talked about it before on the show. The third issue was really jarring for me because it focused on the Sandy hook school shooting and how mm. there's that conspiracy theory that it was a false flag. And it's the most disgusting thing in the world. And, but, you know, the characters that, you know, you're, you're introduced to, the, you know, that particular that story, I don't know. I, I mean, I remember everything about that day and, and watching the news and it just, you know, it was a, it was a heavy issue. And I thought at that point, this is what we were going to get. We were just getting, you know, different conspiracy theories per issue. And then, you know, they would sort of weave the thread in and out. But no, there is a there's you know a larger thing here because there's deeper meaning into you know why these conspiracies are there in the first place. You know why are they being planted? What is the 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 mo for these things? And and sort of what's the end goal? And I love political thrillers. I love shadow governments. I love puppet masters. And and, and this you know when you when you see that you know you've got these two sort of real shadow organizations that are just going at each other and the ramifications um, of it are huge. And then you start to, you know, issue six uh, starts to, you know, this is what I was talking about, how the art was different. It was sort of a flashback and sort mm -hmm. of shows you just how deep and how far the department of truth really goes mm -hmm. because up until this point, you think it, Oh, maybe it began with the assassination of JFK, but it's one of those things that goes back far you know it goes back a lot farther this is uh, similar to you know, in the sense that book fear case i talked about a couple of weeks ago um and it's got some elements of you know the, the, the kind of similar in that sense so it's it's a very deep book it's fascinating and it's a lot coming at you but tynan does a really good job especially ending that first arc it really you know pulling that one thread that brings everything in together so did uh, the, the just real quick, but I, I know that you're just at the, the early stages yeah. of this. But does it feel like? Um, I'm sorry. How far back does the Department of Truth go, like ballpark, or is that going to spoil things? Um, I like, don't want to predate. Say, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 I don't want to say anything because okay. you know you 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 get that in issue six. 
Fine. Right. Fine. You get that sense in issue six. And I mean, I don't know if it would spoil it, but I think for people that want to read it, uh, I think I think it just you want that little little bit of a you know element of surprise when you read that issue. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, it's not a spoiler, but I don't want to take that because to me I was like, oh shit. Huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like okay. That. Now, in terms of the the stories that they do with, of course, JFK is an, an obvious one to uh, one that I should say obvious one that makes a ton of sense to kick things off with when you're talking about conspiracy theories. Are there um, is there one in particular that you would like to see them touch on? Well, so it's it's weird because, like I said before, I thought this was going to be something where they would focus on a different conspiracy theory each book, and while the first one starts off with JFK. You know, they had an issue that revolved a lot around, uh, you know, Sandy Hook. They talk about the moon landing. They talk about lizard men living in the sewers of New York City. So there's a lot of these that they sort of, you know, will bring up in conversation, you know, when they're trying to figure shit out. But it's it's so much. It's, it's really. It's really conspiracy theories are sort of the theme and then with, where the story is so much deeper than that, you know? Oh, so, okay. So it's not like, oh, I hope they talk about this conspiracy theory at some point. It's this idea, this notion of what conspiracies, what conspiracy theories are. And it's not exactly about the specific uh, conspiracy theory, but more or less being able to control the public, control perception, control information, and how that's all weaved into, you know, brainwashing essentially like they do through these memes or what, you know, what's done on Facebook, what's done here that, you know, it's, it's so how they've, it's how they've kind of, it's shaped society. Yeah. And, like that. and oh. like I said, it's topical because they talk about mm. all the stuff that it's been in the news. That's been, you know, over the last couple of years, some of the wacky, you know, pizza gate and, 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 you know, stuff like that, pizza you know, gate. Yeah, it's 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 it's. Why it's does bizarre. that ring a bell? But I can't put my. It's guy with the Clintons and the Democrats and uh, some underground. You know, I don't. Oh, I don't want okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Anyways, so at the start of this is, is obviously the very early stages. Do you think this has the potential to be a show or a movie? To me, it sounds already like it should be a, a show. It should be an X Files type show, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think it would be awesome because there's so many great elements to it. And it, it's got that X-Files feel to it, you know, where X-Files has dealt a lot, you know, obviously with the supernatural and, you know, aliens and, you know, they're out there and stuff like that. The, the, the satanic cult stuff, uh, the black hat stuff. Um, I don't want to say it has a supernatural feel to it, but there's something else going on there. It, you know, it's deeper. And and you, and these are the visuals that you get through the art that give it that horror vibe. Um, you know, the star-faced man and, and 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 all the things sort of surrounding that. So there's all these little subplots, like I said, that really come together in that fifth issue. Um, and now I can't wait to see where it goes. Now, you've been super excited about this book since it started. It sounds like it's lived up to your expectations. Is it your favorite thing that you're reading right now? Uh, it's up there. I still think my the favorite thing that I'm reading is um, is something skill in the children. That's okay. still that's still my favorite. Uh, that uh, Daredevil, but I'm gonna put this right up there. This is catapulted, you know, uh, catapulted a lot of things. I, I think I probably well stuff because crossover is so fucking good too. 
right? Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot of really, really good books. So this is at least your top five of the ongoing books. That you're yeah, reading? I would say so. I would top, say so. Okay. And that's Maybe. hard because some of these other books are just just really. And, and Tynan's written a couple of them. So mm-hmm. I mean, uh, there's a lot of good shit out there. That's why yeah. we do what we do because we yeah. need to help people realize what out there is is worth your time. So yeah. uh, I don't like. I understand that it's not. I I completely get that. Um, Okay. Well, I, I think, I mean, look, I told you, I'm already sold on this. Yeah. Like, there's there's yeah. no question about it. So um, I'm ready to move on to my book from Image this week that we're talking about. So uh, Spawn, for those who, who uh, somehow missed that earlier, Todd McFarlane, of course, is the one who created Spawn. He's an artist first. He became a writer as uh, he started to, as he worked on this character when Image Comics was first born. This is one of the first, uh, if not the first book that came out of Image Comics. Of course, it was Jim Lee, Mark Silvestri, Rob Liefeld. All those guys were over there at that time. And you get different characters. Uh, Grifter was originally over there. Uh, Swamp Dragon. Oh, is it Swamp Dragon? What the hell is that guy's name? The one, the, the green dude with the fin. I forget his name. But oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. anyways, he... Um, and then, of course, we talked about um, what was it? The Darkness, which was not originally um, was not one of the original ones, but he was seen in Witchblade, which I believe was one of the original Image books. But there's a ton, a ton of amazing stuff that comes out of Image, and it's so different it, now with Spawn and the other original characters. You got a lot of uh, more superhero vibes, whereas with Doc now, you know, he's talking about Department of Truth. I've talked about Saga on here, of course, very different from uh, from one another. So it's like that's one of the things that's so amazing about Spawn is just there's a wide range. I mean, one of the most amazing things about Image is the wide range of books that you get there. For me, Spawn will always like has ever since I was introduced to the character, which was way after um, he was he came up, you know, he was in uh, his inception or whatever. I mean. Spawn started in 1992. I was born in 1991. So yeah, we're the, so Spawn and I are the same age. And I've ever since I became aware of him and saw his look, I was drawn in right away, yeah. instantly, because this character, and I have one of his, uh, I have two Spawn figures. I have Commando Spawn that I always keep nearby. And just look at this thing. He's freaking badass. And McFarlane always releases these different Spawn looks. And, um, you know, that's part of what he's got going on with the Spawn universe. Almost all of them. He, it's a friggin' home run, and I just, I, I love, I love the look of the character. But before I go further, Todd McFarlane is writing the book right now. Carlo uh, Barbary is the artist at this point in time. Colors done by John J, uh, J. David Ramos, and then letters. I believe this guy has been the letterer from McFarlane on Spawn for either a very long time, or he's been his only letterer. I'm pretty sure he's had just one guy, Tom. Or Zachowski. I'm fairly certain that's the case because I've heard him talk about it before and say how he's had um, that he's had one guy write like either more issues to spawn than him or um, been involved in as many as him, something to that end. Because McFarlane has worn different hats as he's handled this character through the years. He's been the artist, he's been the inker, uh, colorist, whatever. He's mixed it all up. And as much as uh, he's you know he's created the character and his backstory and everything and of course that that requires writing and conceptualizing and all that. McFarlane is good at a lot of things, but the specific narration, uh, the dialogue not so, not an issue, but the the narration I guess is more the problem that I have. Is that I've kind of looked at it more and more. I've criticized him on the show before. As much as I love the character and recommend the books to people, um, I I do throw that caveat. It's the it's the narration of it that I have a tough time with. Because Doc, sometimes there are typos, and with a book like Spawn, as much as it's indie, you shouldn't that shouldn't be happening with yeah. friggin' Spawn. Not a shot in hell. If it happened with Department of Truth, as much as Tynan's involved, I'd get it because it's new. 
still not okay. But spawn after this long shouldn't happen. Someone else should be making sure that that doesn't happen. Um, the other thing is that when I read the narration, there are times where it's like I, I can see what's happening right here, and you're telling me what's happened. When you yeah. have narration, you're not supposed to do that kind of stuff. It's supposed to be what's going through that character's head or um, implications of what's going to happen. Like, a bunch of different things besides what's going on right in front of me because the beauty of comics is I can already see it. So yeah. that's kind of get annoyed sometimes with McFarlane. But this character isn't the badass that it is without him, of course, for so many different reasons. Um, and that's why I'm really excited for Spawn's universe because as much as McFarlane's probably going to stay on Spawn this whole way through because it's his baby and he – it, there's no shot in hell that he's going to let anybody uh, get their fingers on his, the, the main spawn book. I would think I'm excited that we got Sean Lewis involved and then they're going to, we don't know who else is going to be involved in what capacity I should say. Uh, we know Donnie Cates is involved. We know Capullo is going to have a hand in it. Jason, Sean Alexander, who's drawn the character uh, for a long time. I know Ken Lashley wrote the character, drew the, drew the character for a while uh, before um, Barbary came in, but he's had a lot of different artists mixed in. So again, like I, I, it seems like Lewis is going to be involved for uh, a decent stretch at least to start. So we'll see. But I, um, I'm very excited to see what what they end up doing with where we have different people handling the character in some capacity. When it comes to the art, look, the, I mean, the look of the character is it's yeah. what it's why I I'm, I'm there. Like a thousand percent, the action is awesome, and McFarlane has said it before, and he's. He like the thing about McFarlane is he comes across as cocky sometimes, but he's also humble too because this is his baby, this is his character, and as much as he's always going to be involved in every issue of Spawn as long as he can, he says Capullo is the definitive Spawn artist, and which is crackers because McFarlane's art is just phenomenal. Absolutely, and I. I think that could be him being a little, um, going a little too far in some ways, just because like. As much as I may like Capullo's a little bit more, McFarlane is just, I mean, he's so he's, he's great. He's one of the yeah. best ever. Um, but still, fine, whatever. That to me, and then he'll also say, like, I'm not the best writer. Like, he's much more critical about his writing than he is about his art. And I get it. You're a creative person. You're critical about your stuff. But he's not, like, he doesn't pretend. Like, he, like that's, that's the big thing that I've noticed with him. And that's one of the reasons. I respect, like, every, I know he's had struggles through the years, but I respect him just for everything he's done in the business and whether it's the toys or trying to get the movies done, the, the, the animated show, you've seen that, right? Yeah, yeah. On HBO. Oh, that is that. Like, we talk about the X-Men animated series show and that is outstanding. Don't get me wrong. And that was more for kids, but spawn the animated show. Sure. It feels like it's from that era because it is from like the nineties, but like, it's still freaking awesome. I still really enjoy watching that. It's a pretty quick watch too. So. His, his imprint on comics and, and, and everything else is, it's just it's so important because you know what he did to the action figure game with these things and and his creation of those and 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 not just comics he was doing sports mm -hmm. you know action figures for a very long time i have and so much McFarlane shit at my place yeah it's crazy it just, he's he's i mean he's so important to mm -hmm. you know i mean image i don't know if image is what it is without McFarlane and spawn no, it's not because a lot of it right. is because there's the element of Spawn just being such a huge character, such a popular character. I mean, there's a reason that it's the longest running creator owned book yeah. ever. And he's 15. Right exactly. Here. 
It broke the record with 301, tied it obviously at 300. And so I know some people will say longest indie book, but McFarlane likes to say creator-owned because that's something about image that's so unique where mm-hmm. if the people who are writing the stories, who draw the stories, whatever, whoever brings that story to, to image, they still – they own it. It's their yeah. it's their baby. So you know, without getting too nuts and bolts with all of it. But the big reason I want to talk about it, of course, it's in the news and everything. And you, you and I talk about it, and you see Sean Lewis stock, you want to read it. Thousand percent, totally get that. So, how can someone like you get in on Spawn fast enough where you can get in on Spawn, Spawn's universe, and not be completely lost? Of course, people know the general premise of the character. Spawn is a his real name is Al Simmons, or at least in life he was Al Simmons. He died. He was a, he was ex military. Started doing like covert ops for the government. Might have been doing some questionable stuff and didn't exactly realize that he was, you know, doing questionable things because he was given. He, you know, fed a bill of goods, I guess, um, wants to come back and, and makes a deal with the devil, essentially. And uh, so he can see his wife. And then a lot of, and then there's just so much that kind of transpires from there. Spawn takes on everyone, um, everybody and everyone, anybody. Um, but we see him fight the violator and the clown kind of a lot over the, over the years. And as much as I think it's worth your time to go back and look at some of the older spawn stuff, especially that first trade, you know, the compendiums out this week, that's the first 50 issues. So it's all right there. If you're looking for some, for uh, to get to know the character uh, a little bit more, I do think that you can get in on the newer stuff. If you have a general idea of who spawn is and be okay. I think because it, like right around, I think it's 298 is that the line that I draw that leads into 300 and 301. And, and then now where we are, where you have spawn, taken on heaven and hell and he's battled with both before, but now he's kind of taking them on at the same time. And it kind of resets everything after I think it's three Oh one, but if you start at two ninety eight, you, you should be fine. And then from there, I had already seen McFarlane tweet out an image or, or at least it was on Instagram, uh, share an image of the, uh, some of the spawn characters that we've now seen teased a little bit more that, that are part of the spawns universe. And, uh, that's kind of what he's working towards right now. He's building up that roster of all these these different spawns that are that have popped up because of stuff that Al Simmons has done. And I'll, I'll kind of leave that for you guys to read. But I think that if you really want to have a solid understanding going into Spawn's universe, start with 298. You will be fine. And go look at some of the older stuff. I mean, I would read. I would pick up the first trade of Spawn too. I mean, I think it's Spawn's Origins Collections is what it's called. Something yeah. to that. It's not hard to find on Amazon, um, and I'm sure at your local comic shop you can have it there. You find it there as well. I would go get that too because that was that was such a huge first run. And people, I mean, obviously there have been people who love the character from day one and have stuck with it, and he's adding more uh, readers by the day. So I mean, look at I mean Doc's getting in on it. So yeah. I I highly recommend that. But at minimum, if you've listened to the show and then you go back and listen to 298. If you've seen the movie and then you go back and start reading at 298, or if you watch the, the animated show and go start reading at 298, you will be fine heading into Spawn's universe. Gotcha. So how do you think this, you know, this universe is going to, you know, sort of take shape? Mm-hmm. You know, is Lewis, I'm assuming he's not taking the main line, but no. do, do we have sort of like a, a death metal situation or a future state situation where the universe is going to open up and it's just going to lead to. 
Yeah, and, and McFarlane's already opening it up. So he's because we have Gunslinger spawn, we have She Spawn who who kind of came in earlier in this like 298 range that I'm talking about. I can't remember what issue exactly, but we have all these spawns who we're starting to get to know. I mean, I was just looking at uh 315, and actually I believe it was 314. We got introduced to uh, another spawn. Well, actually, we got introduced to another spawn, another character who looks like a spawn, but apparently isn't one. I'm not entirely certain how that's gonna end up resolving itself, but we're getting introduced to all these different ones. Of course, we have uh, Gunslinger Spawn, which that's one we've. I'm sure people have seen by now because that's one of the titles. The other one is King Spawn, and then there's the Scorched, which I gotta imagine the Scorched is going to be more of a She Spawn book because she's she's a badass character. So, um, so yeah, they're, they're he's growing this as much as he can, Doc. I don't know exactly though what this is going to mean. Like, are they all going to be teammates? Because there's Al Simmons is not like this like. <laughs> buddy buddy guy like he, you know batman is tough to get close to spawn is just like that so I, it's i'm not certain exactly how this is all going to unravel but yes in, in short you're going to be getting more spawn characters it's going to be a lot more freaking action figures too right. and i i mean i i told you like i have his dc stuff i have two spawn figures i have uh scorpion from mortal Kombat. i have some some baseball guys too so i like jim edmonds from the cardinals one of the oh dive and catch it's freaking the awesome best. But yeah, so it's so there's um there's a lot of spawns that's still coming. Do we know do we know when this is gonna take place? July. July, yes. okay. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, July, July. I think I did see that. Yeah. So this is there's gonna be some good buildup to this then. So now would be the time, you know, going mm -hmm. back, I mean, 15 issues, 17 issues at this point, that's about a year's worth of books, but you could probably I'm assuming those will be in sort of some collected uh books there that that you can get so. i haven't seen i haven't uh, but honestly i haven't been looking for that stuff because right. i'm i'm reading the single issues but i would look out for that um yeah. I, I would i would i would start looking for those now because yeah. it is it's a lot more manageable doc and i can do i mean when i talked about die on here i know you know this we do the show so we make it maybe more of a priority to read stuff than others but it's definitely doable to go re get spawn uh 298 and, and work your way up to present 315 Right, and then in read it as an ongoing title uh, till Spawn's universe gets going, and then from there you're going to have four titles that you're going to yeah. have monthly. So you'll have a Spawn book every week, and that's what, one of McFarlane's big selling points. So yeah. I'm very excited for it. And um, and look, if you're if you're a big fan of the art, you know all like we get in the in movies, of course, the, the superhero movies, like those moments where the character just they like uh, what was it the um, uh, uh, what was the one that annoyed everybody in in Endgame with all the women? What was um what was that moment called? The A Force, right? Oh, Where yeah. they all stand together. Well, we get moments like that a ton in comics. You get that at, at least I, I want to say two times every Spawn book where you get this crazy awesome image of Spawn or or some other character. And I just oh I fuck I love I mean awesome. I love Spawn. The look I, of the I character. I can't wait. Like, I can't oh, wait. I, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that, and and so I'm, I'm going to spoil things now. I won't be doing this for our trade because I'm telling you, I, I picked up Spawn 13. I'm I am reading this 100 uh, because I want to be ready to go for July uh, when everything breaks loose. But I can't wait to start uh, jumping in. Awesome. Um, now to wrap things up, I know you have Pineapple Boys on Thursday at 8:30. Is that at the is that the third episode this week? 13th? Excuse me, 13th. <laughs> Sorry. 13th episode, season yeah, one, uh, episode 13. You and the rest of the DSG uh, at 8:30 with, uh, with Billy D. <laughs> right. Will be uh, the issue. The, the episode is uh, poker. I barely knew her. 
Oh, sounds very apropos for Billy. Uh, we have DC Future State tie-in issue eight at the end of this week. And actually, a little DSG book club plug, Doc. Keith told me, and I know he mentioned on hashtag dork, that he is reading, or he just finished reading a, a Green Arrow series that where Red Hood is prominent. I've actually never read this before, so I'm going to go back and try and find it. It's, uh, what is it called? Uh, Green Arrow colon Road to Jericho. And Judd Judd Winnick wrote it. He, he wrote. He's the one that wrote Under the Red Hood. So nice. I'm uh, I'm in on that for sure. Yep. Keith really liked it. So um, he, and he read it. the vision, and he read the vision, and he read the vision. That's right. Which Doc talked about. I think at the beginning of WandaVision. Does that sound right? Yeah, back in January, I think I, I tweeted out the uh, the link to that episode. Not uh, hard to find. Go check it out on the audio channel. That's right. And then Doc did tweet it out as well. But uh, until next time, Doc, stay sexy. <laughs>